The Ashmolean Latin Inscriptions Project is back in the Randolph Gallery of the Ashmolean Museum with Professor Alison Cooley from Warwick University. Alison, we appear to be under the watchful gaze of the bust of Arundel. Why are we here? We're here to admire one of the many inscriptions that Lord Arundel collected and which were bequeathed after his death to the University of Oxford. We're looking at a large marble plaque which would have been implanted vertically in the ground next to a tomb. How do we know it comes from a tomb? We know this because of the inscription. It tells us that the inscription was commissioned by an individual called Lucius Cestius Sutericus for himself and for Cestia Prisca, his fellow freedwoman and wife. I'm struck by the similarity in their names. He's Cestius and she's Cestia. Yes, that's the way that Roman naming worked for ex-slaves. So here we've got two individuals, Sotericus and Prisca, who originally were enslaved. They were owned by another individual who would have been called Lucius Cestius. Then when he granted them their freedom, they then took on his name along with their former slave names. So their husband and wife, do we learn anything else about their life together. Yes, absolutely. Um, It's interesting that the wife is praised by her husband as well-deserving, and he continues to say, about whom he had no reason for sadness except through her death, which to us has a slightly strange ring to it. Um, But he does also reveal that they lived together for 30 years, so that's really quite a testament to the longevity of, of a marriage in an age of much shorter life expectancy. I notice that the text starts off really, really quite big and gets progressively smaller as, as we go through. Why is that? Well, I think it's to emphasise who the more important elements on the, on the inscription are. So Cestius Sotericus takes pride of place because he's the individual who's commissioned the inscription and he's paid for it. His wife then takes the next priority, but underneath then the description of their marriage, it's interesting to note it continues with uh, commemorating a friend, Titus Titius Bassus, who's described as an excellent man of remarkable conduct. Now, for us, this is very unexpected, I think, to find that a tomb doesn't just contain family members, but could also contain a a friend as well. Is that common in the Roman world? I wouldn't say it was particularly common, but nevertheless, there, there are other parallels for it. And I think it's interesting in giving an example of a tomb plot, which this particular one, which was 12 feet wide and 12 feet deep, that it would have been a multiple tomb uh, containing members of the household, of the family and friends as well.